0: What is the mission statement for your life? What beliefs about yourself are holding you back? On this episode of Brainy Moms, Terry and I interview Dr. Janika Benoit, physician and CEO of MedFit DO. Dr. J talks to us about the importance of mindset, about turning our self-limiting beliefs into self-affirming beliefs, and adopting a wellness mindset that can change the course of our mental and physical health and that of our children. This is such an inspiring episode where we really dig into the difference between seeing ourselves as broken birds or seeing ourselves as falcons. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Brainy Moms. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Moore, here with my lovely co-host, Terry Miller, coming to you today from a very snowy Colorado Springs, Colorado. We are excited to introduce our guest today, Dr. Janika Benoit, better known as Dr. J. Mm -hmm. Dr. J is a board-certified internal medicine and sports medicine physician. As an osteopathic phys- physician, she's focused on treating the whole body so people can live more fully, have life transformation from the inside out. Outside of doctoring, she's the CEO of Medfit DO, where she helps busy professional women with family histories of chronic disease like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease eliminate their risk so they can live a life that thrives.
1: So glad to have you here, Dr. J. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get into all the great information and inspiration that you have for us, tell us a little about your story and how you got to where you are today, sort of the why you got to where you are today as Dr. J.
2: Yeah, so it's been, it's been such a wonderful um, journey. So uh, I can track back to one vivid day that I had during my second year of residency And I remember um, being done with the clinic, and it was a stressful day, and I could not wait to get out of there. Uh, So as I sat on my bed with the covers over my head, I was thinking to myself, you know what, I am much like my patients, because much like my patients who felt overwhelmed of taking so many pills, I felt overwhelmed of having to prescribe them and refill them. Just like them who sometimes didn't even know why they were on certain pills, I felt like I didn't know my why. What was my purpose of becoming a doctor when I was only maintaining their health and not helping them find health? And just like them who sometimes did not feel in control of their health. I did not feel in control of the trajectory of my career. And for me, it was like looking down a dark tunnel with no end. Um, I really did not know wh- what I was gonna do after residency and how I was going to make my impact in the world like I truly wanted to. So um, during residency, you know, I had to learn how to adapt to this new rigorous schedule. And initially I told myself, well, you know what? I don't have time to, you know, m- uh, make exercise a habit. Like I just don't have the time. But then I told myself, hey, it just doesn't make any sense. If I'm telling patients to live a healthy lifestyle, like I should be doing it too. So I incorporate. I started to incorporate exercise in my routine as a resident. And I had to do so in, in, in chunks and I had to make a habit of it so I can be consistent. And uh, once I made a habit out of exercise, I started making a habit out of other things in my life. And that allowed me to really keep my sanity (laughs) in residency, and also felt like I was acting in integrity as well, because not only was I teaching my patients to, you know, exercise and eat healthy, but I was doing it for myself. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. And so I think we're going to spend some time talking about habits and creating habits and mm-hmm. but I want to I want to start by looking at the idea of mindset mm-hmm. and becoming aware of our self-limiting beliefs and talk to us about why that's important and um
2: more about how to identify those. Yeah, so Yeah, so that is extremely important, and and that's you know kind of where I start in someone's um, health and wellness journey, Um, because we have so many thoughts, like thousands of thoughts that go through our mind each day, and um, it's kind of it's difficult to capture them all. And um, there's times where we have you know negative thoughts, and we have our inner critic, and um, sometimes you know we don't acknowledge that, and by not acknowledging that. It, um we create resistance from you know living a life that thrives. Um, and that's when you know negative emotions um, tend to set in and um, it's easier for uh, to, to focus on negative emotions than to focus on positive emotions. positive emotions it's more intentionality involved. So once a negative emotion sets in it it, it can it can reap havoc. So it's important for us to become intentional about acknowledging our thoughts, those negative thoughts that create those negative emotions. And um, what I, you know, like to advise my clients, patients, is to. Um, you know, practice first mindfulness. The first, the first part is practicing mind, mindfulness, which is um, just a non-judgmental awareness um, and just being in the present moment. So it's just acknowledging your thoughts and, you know, accepting it for what it is, not interpreting it, but just accepting it and even write them down so that you have a record of what is going through your mind. And by having a record of your, of your, of those negative limited, limiting beliefs, you can then flip them and create positive affirming belief that you can uh, recite to yourself or on a regular basis, make that a habit. And it's um, and like I said earlier, it's, this is the intentionality that's involved in how to um, develop positive emotions um, for yourself because it's literally what you say to yourself, the things that you're thinking, because we eventually become what we think. So it's important to regulate (laughs) our thoughts. And we have the ability to do that because our brains have neuroplasticity. So um, we have the ability to control our thoughts and therefore control our emotions and control our behaviors. Um, So uh, yeah. So, I mean, my main takeaway is that we do have the, the ability to control our thoughts and it's so vital It's, it's, you know, it's really, um, interesting how, how much of our, these thoughts become unconscious because we may have a thought and then we interpret it, right. And we have these unconscious interpretations that, um, happen. So it's important to take control of that and, it, and practice mindfulness, acknowledge it. And then, um, uh, not interpret it and then flip it into a positive affirmations and regularly recite that to yourself so that you can take advantage of that neuroplasticity of the brain and um, uh, to create positive emotions.
0: Yeah. In counseling, I, I have a really hard time convincing Um, counseling clients, that they're in charge of what they think, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had one say to me yesterday, well, I just don't know how to stop worrying. Well, you're in charge of your brain. Your brain is not going to do it for you. And so (laughs) you have to take that first step. You Mm -hmm. have to be the one
2: um, that says, I'm going to think about this differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much intentionality. And um, you know. so what helps in that instance is bringing that client to a, um, positive past experience, because mm-hmm. sometimes we tend to forget, like I said, it's so easy to focus on what's not going well. Right. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to bring them back and say, Hey, was there ever an experience that you had? Were you able to overcome this challenge or you were able to overcome this? Um, or what was your best positive experience that you've had around the situation. And when they're, you know, when a client talks about that, you know, they're able to, you're, you're able to then highlight the strengths, yes. the values and the, and then they're like, Oh wow. Yeah. Like I did do that. So it's kind of like, cause sometimes it's difficult to tell, tell a client, Hey, you're in control. Cause like they're thinking I'm not in control, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? They're like, no, no, I'm not in control. (laughs) So you have to like jog them back and have them remember, go down memory lane. And then they will then develop the self-awareness like, Hey, Hey, I did that. And then you also are highlighting, Hey, that's what you did. Sure, (laughs) and And Hey, you're right. (laughs) Yes. And this is a long, this is a long-term client
0: who oh, has sure. the skills right yes. and just forgets to use them and so we right. have to go revisit
2: yes. Here are the a skills that you revisiting. already
0: have here's how you've used them in the past yeah right and so you just remember you need to remember and be intentional about using them yeah again yeah yes. yes, for sure this
1: yes. is this is such a great um topic timely for when this is gonna air this is gonna air February 1st mm-hmm. beginning of February and as moms I think that what you're talking about, that mindfulness right now at this time of year, beginning of February, because what's happened is we had the holiday break, mm-hmm. you know, that's wonderful and fun and indulgent and exhausting. <laughs> you know, we are Santa and Mrs. Claus and, you know, we're everything to everybody. And elf holidays. on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's, and it's all about, you know, start fresh, have goals, cast a vision, you know, new life. And so we have all these goals and intentions, and then, you know, school starts back up or maybe childcare, or we're just back into the grind of work and juggling being a mom and work and career. And suddenly January's over and all those goals and visions that we had, you know, if it's for exercise or healthy eating, you know, we look back and we're like, I did that twice. But if we can, beginning of February, if we can go, okay, I am not going to, um, I love how you said this, Um, Dr. J, you said it in your YouTube video, how to practice self-compassion when starting a new healthy habit. You talked about mindfulness versus over-identification. So if I, as a mom, cannot not over-identify with my failures, you know, that, that I failed for 25 days in January to stick to my goals. But you know what? Three days, five days, six days. I did it. And so can I be mindful? Everything you just said and and Dr. Amy that you talked about, if we can hold on to that, I did it those few days. And so that means I am an overcomer. I am a strong mom. I am a mom that can recover from childbirth. I am a, a mom that can handle career and loving my kids and I can do this, you know, so that we can, we can take that on. I love what you're saying. We can do this moms. Let's focus on the positive. Let's move forward. Even in February, when we've had a lot of mess ups, not going to worry about it. Yeah. Preach Terry. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I love it. (laughs) I'm preaching what you said, Dr. J. I love it your YouTube videos are fantastic.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But I also wanted to mention just another part of that self compassion is also realize there's a common sense of humanity, right? So you're not the only mom that's going through this. There are other moms that are going through the same thing. And you know, what's beautiful is that when we get in community um, with people, you know, who share common experiences, it normalizes it. And it makes us realize, hey, I'm not alone because other people are experiencing the same thing.
1: So good. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I want to, I want to ask you about creating those affirming beliefs instead. So you're with, this leads directly into where we're going for February for the rest of the year. And this is something that's important to you. Affirming beliefs. How do I move forward as a busy, tired mom?
2: Yes. So, um, so the first part, so prior to is, uh, creating those affirming beliefs is realizing what those limiting beliefs is and, you know, flipping them. So, um, let's say, um, you know, you're a busy mom and you're like, man, I don't have any time to, um, you know, do anything. You can, uh, make an affirming belief, say I can create the time or I can make time for things that are priority for me. Um, or I am um, a time-efficient machine, you know, you can get creative. <laughs> you can get really creative. And um, also, when you, when, you in, when you focus on the, the affirming beliefs, your, your prefrontal cortex will um, start to then explore possibilities of how you can, for example, create more time. Uh, Because what happens if you're focused on, I can't, right, you focus on that negative belief, uh, you now have limited yourself to other options, right? Because you're just focusing on, this is what I don't have, right? So if you focus on, okay, well, I can create time, and it's just like, okay, well, then how can I create time? You know, how can I do this? Maybe I need a babysitter, maybe I need an au pair, maybe you know, um I have to um cut back on my work schedule so I can be uh so I can be present with my children. So there are different um you know, there's always different options. One of my favorite affirmations that I use in the morning is abundance is all around me, so I lack nothing. Because it's so easy. It's so easy to think that you have limited options. So if you think in terms of abundance, like I lack nothing, abundance is all around me. That now places me in a position to use my creativity to figure out how can I achieve what I want to achieve.
0: I love that. So one of the things that I like to say to my clients is begin to turn worry into wonder. Mm, because worry is the negative emotion, right? Mm-hmm. But if you can tur- flip that and say, well, instead of worrying about this, I wonder mm-hmm. what opportunity there is right here. Or I wonder what I could do differently. Or I, w- right? And so, mm-hmm. and we say to children, as we say to parents in, in how they talk to children, when you tell a child no, just flat out no, you paralyze them. Okay. They know what they can't do but you're not giving them alternatives, right? Right. So you, you always pair no with a yes, right? You can't do this, but here are three alternatives. And so it's like you're shutting down, you know, the reasoning center of your prefrontal cortex, right? Mm -hmm. You're shutting it down with no's and with negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Whereas with a positive spin, you're creating an imitation, you know, to think creatively, Mm -hmm. To think positively. Right. And this is not about saying, I'm gonna wear rose colored glasses and everything about life is great. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not saying that. Mm -mm. Right. You're saying, sure, there's part of life that sucks, but here's what I can do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's and it's what you're talking about is retraining the brain. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think that's like we we want our our bodies to just do and be what we want them to be. You know, like (laughs) just do it. I just want the quick fix. Yeah. And I love that what you're talking about is, Hey, the first step so often is really, really simple. I've got to retrain my brain mm-hmm. because so often I wake up in the morning and my first thought I wrote down, I wrote this down on my notes. Abundance is all around me. So I have all I need. I love that. Cause so often my first thought is I am so tired and I have so much to do today. And you know, I just, I think these negative, limiting, exhausted thoughts as a busy mom. And I'm going to need to speak them out loud. Me personally, I need to speak it so my ears hear it and my brain can believe it. And then maybe it'll settle down into my soul, you know. hmm So that's what we can do moms. Yeah. I love it. All right. So all around
2: me,
0: you, you touched a little bit about, um, being in community and recognizing Mm -hmm. that that normalizes your feelings when you realize Mm -hmm. that other people also are experiencing the same kind of things. Um, so you mentioned that it's important to curate your environment, right. To support you in Mm -hmm. incorporating this change. Talk a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that.
2: Yeah. So, you know, once you identified your limiting beliefs, you change them to affirming beliefs. You now place yourself in a position to think creative, uh, uh, creatively and strategically. You now you have to think about all right. Well, do I have the supporting structures in my environment to support me to um, perform a lifestyle change, whether it be to exercise more or eat more healthy? Um, so, for example. Let's say that, you know, you, know you're, you, have, you have children and, you know, you also have a demanding career and you're thinking, man, how do I even find the time? You know, you're so busy at, you know, work and work is uh, demanding for you. Um, so it's also learning, okay, well, maybe I can learn how to delegate tasks at work so that I don't think I have to do everything for myself. So it's also structuring your, your work environment in a way that, okay, yes, um, I'm, you know, I'm this busy professional, but I also have the ability to, you know, create that environment at work where, you know, I I can delegate tasks, and people know you as one that as a leader, that you're going to be delegating tasks for them. But if you think if you think that okay everything is on me, I have to do everything myself, and you tell yourself, "Oh my gosh, I'm so busy at work." Because I hear this often, I'm so busy at work. Um, everything falls on me. But does people know that you need help? Right? It's because so it's also asking for help because you know sometimes as women as moms we think that. And I'm not a mom, just <laughs> but I, I know from um, patient experiences that um, we think that we have to do everything ourselves. And um, it's important to ask help from our environments uh, to so that we can um, be more efficient with our time so that we can have time for things like our health. And um, our wellness, because that's all, that's all a part of it as well. Because not only are you taking the care of your children, but you have to find time to take care of yourself. So, so example at your work environment, uh, creating uh, delegating tasks, uh, also figuring out what part of day that you're more um, efficient or you have more clarity. So, knowing if you're a morning person, a nighttime person. That helps because you can save tasks that require more brain power or more energy for times of day that you're more efficient. So it's actually like going in your schedule and thinking, hmm, what do I have to do today? Or what do I have to do the following day? And knowing that, okay, well, I'm more efficient and I have more mental clarity in the morning. So let me schedule my workout in for the morning and I know that it's set and it's there, and that is what I'm going to do, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Obviously, sometimes things come up, so it's important to be aware of that and also not judge yourself for that, um, you know, for things out of your control, especially if you're a mom, things come up. Um, But it's setting the intention, setting the intention, and um, creating a schedule of how you're going to incorporate uh, healthy living as part of your life. So, um, you know, those are some things that you that a busy mom can incorporate to, you know, make their health a priority amongst all the things that are going on.
1: Yeah. Tell us a little bit also just the timing that it's February. We've we're over the whole goals of the new year and the new year resolutions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Talk to us about casting a wellness vision. You also have a YouTube video about this
2: mm-hmm. and
1: tell our listeners about Why that's important and how to go about that.
2: Yeah. So I I really love this because, you know, children, they're really good at imagining, right? You know, you have little Johnny who believes he's a dinosaur and, you know, as a mom, you go along with it. The siblings go along with it. (laughs) Little Johnny's a dinosaur. That's what he is. And little Johnny really thinks he's a dinosaur and he's roaring and, you know, crawling on the ground and everyone's, (laughs) you know, playing into this idea that little Johnny's a dinosaur. But, you know, as adults, we tend to lose that creativity. We tend to lose that imaginative spark that children have. And a wellness vision is really envisioning the best version of yourself. Who does that look like? What what does that person look like? What is that person thinking? What does that person feel like? It's kind of like, um, like a company has a mission statement. It's kind of like that. Like, what is your mission statement for your life? And I think it's so important to be aware of because that gives us a sense of direction, of how we're living we're not just waking up and just going to work but we we actually have an agenda where we're actually trying to achieve this best version of ourselves so um, an example of a, a wellness vision can be i'm an awesome mom who cares about her three children and is the best role model for them by making my health and wellness a priority that's just an example or um, I am a um, an awesome mom, and I receive my energy by being a part of community and teaching my children how to be part of community as well. So there are different examples. There's no really um, like set rule of how to create a wellness vision. Um, this is something that you can um, create with assistance of a coach or just spending quiet time to yourself and thinking about, um, you know, what do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel if there were no limitations? So that's another thing. Don't think about what is limiting you. Um, because when we think about what is limiting us, that, uh, stifles our creativity and stifles our ability to dream. So that's actually another, one of my um, affirmations. I am limitless. (laughs) So I recite that. I am there are no limitations that you have in your wellness vision. You are just dreaming and pretending like you're like little Johnny as a dinosaur. Okay. You could be whatever you want.
0: All right. So I'm gonna share something personal here because it fits perfectly okay. um, with this idea. Good. So um some of our listeners know um that I do suffer from. Several chronic illnesses. And it's been mm-hmm. a real struggle as an adult to deal with um, the limiting factors, you know, when you do have chronic illnesses. And so I had a conversation with my husband about four months ago. And it was a turning point in my life with this conversation. And I said to him, please stop treating me like a broken bird. I mm-hmm. am a falcon. Ooh. And so I adopted this idea that I am a falcon. And I say it all the time when people who are close to me and know that I have all these limitations put limits on me, I push back and say, no, I can do this. I am a falcon. And it has fundamentally changed the way that I face the day by acknowledging, yes, I do have several chronic illnesses I do have to deal with that, but I am strong
2: and capable. I'm a Falcon. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And you mentioned something so important because, you know, earlier I was talking about self-limiting beliefs. We also have to be aware of the limiting beliefs that people put on us. Yes. And realizing that as well, because we can then internalize that. But, um, you know, I recommend to your listeners to follow Dr. Amy. And tell yourself that you're a Falcon and (laughs) recognize when those limiting beliefs from other people set in, because for it, that can be unconscious. Like people may not realize that limiting beliefs are being placed on them, right? You start to internalize it. And sometimes it even happens from like, as a child, your, your, your mom or your dad may place limiting beliefs on you and you start to think that that's real, right? But that's the brain, like, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking, you know, um, that's the brain creating that unconscious interpretation of what someone said to you. So it's also important to realize the, the limiting beliefs that people place on you. So, you know, setting an intention of like who you are, creating that wellness vision for yourself, because when you create that wellness vision for yourself, anybody says against you, you could tell that I'm a falcon. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That is not true. I am right. (laughs) Right. I love it. Yeah. That's why it's important to know your wellness vision and know who you are and know the capacity of your capacity of who you can become.
0: Yes. So I think it's super important to say that others place limiting beliefs on us out of out of a place of love sometimes, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that sure. it's yeah. not that they're trying to keep us under their thumb or anything like that. Right. In my case, my husband's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so he looks at me through this medical lens, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he knows, okay, you can't do that. You yeah. can't be in the sun in the middle of the day. All okay, right. well, then let's do it at night. Because uh-huh. I'm a falcon and falcons can fly at night, right? Right. So, there you go. So I think it's important. Yeah. I don't want our I don't want our listeners to think, oh, people are being evil by placing limits on us, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that is coming from a place of concern and care. And yeah. um, but they don't yeah. realize what what that does to us psychologically. Yeah. I think it's sure. I love what
1: you're talking about too, Amy, because what what came to mind is it also helps us. Identify, you were touching on this too, Dr. J. It helps us identify our potential and sort of our identity, like this perspective. Like I would say, okay, I'm a dolphin. You know, I'm a dolphin. I can swim. I'm in community. I can think. I can respond. I can jump and dive. And, you know, but that I can't, you know, but maybe I can't fly. And that's okay. I'm a dolphin. I'm not made to fly. And so Amy, like for you, you're a falcon, you can soar and fly and you know, you can't swim and dive down deep. So what you're a falcon, you're not supposed to swim. So I love love that. that. Yeah. It creates identity Mm -hmm. that's positive instead Mm -hmm. of, Oh, that's a limit. And that's bad.
0: No, that's just Mm
1: -hmm. who you
0: are. Yeah. All right. So uh, we need to take a quick break and let Terry read a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, I want, um, Dr. J, I want you to talk about why this is so important um, as moms to adopt these beliefs and mindsets so that we can be role models for our kids, why that's so important.
1: Mm -hmm. Are you concerned about your child's reading or spelling performance? Are you worried your child's reading curriculum isn't thorough enough? Well, most learning struggles aren't the results of poor curriculum or instruction. They're typically caused by having cognitive skills that need to be strengthened. Skills like auditory processing, memory, and processing speed. LearningRx one-on-one brain training programs are designed to target and strengthen the skills that we rely on for reading, spelling, writing, and learning. LearningRx can help you identify which skills may be keeping your child from performing their best. In fact, we've worked with more than 100,000 children and adults who wanted to think and perform better. They'd like to help get your child on the path to a brighter and more confident future. Give LearningRx a call at 866-BRAIN-01 or visit LearningRx.com. That's LearningRx.com
0: and we're back talking to Dr. Janika Benoit or Dr. J um, about the idea of um a- adopting positive mindsets getting rid of those self-limiting beliefs um and having a vision of wellness um and so talk to us a little bit about why that's so important as moms
2: yeah so um so uh, for me uh, I help uh, busy professional women which you know can be busy moms um, with family histories of chronic diseases such as um, heart disease, high cholesterol diabetes uh, really eliminate their risk and also eliminate their fear of risk so that they can live a life that thrives and um, as you know some of these um, illnesses uh, they can be caused from uh, a genetic cause or you know, More likely from lifestyle uh, factors, and as a mom, it's extremely important to you know develop that a healthy lifestyle so that your children can then emulate it. And especially with chronic disease, even though um, chronic diseases are not you know seen much in children and adolescents, they. we are seeing um, risk factors such as obesity and high insulin levels and high lipid levels that are starting to appear in children, adolescents, and even even hypertension. And so that's why it's so important because, you know, as children, you know, they grow up to become adults. And, you know, if you're a child with um, these risk factors for chronic disease, and then you grow up to become adults, you'll, have these chronic diseases. So um, that's why it's so important to for moms to really um, you know make themselves a priority because by making themselves a priority, your children will see that, right and they'll want to do that for themselves. And that's only setting them up for success in the future so that they can live a healthy life that is that, that is less riskier of having these chronic diseases. So, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm really passionate about because um, really uh, cardiovascular disease is like the leading, is, is the leading cause of death in the U.S. and also the world. And there are a lot of risk factors for heart disease, um, like I mentioned, like high cholesterol and diabetes and hypertension. And, uh, you know, I harp on this a lot and, and these are the, the the women that I serve and by by taking control of that, you can emulate that for your children so that they don't have to go through the same thing. And this is how we change generations, you know, for the better. This is how we change the trajectory of generations. This is how you create legacy. And so it's, it's so like, the concept is so large, because it's not just f- for you you know although you know as a busy mom it's important to incorporate this type of lifestyle for your children it's then important for your children and then your children's children and your children's children's children, 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 children. <laughs> so the impact spans generations so that's why I'm so important i'm so i'm so passionate about talking about this so
0: you know, one of the things that moms are saying right now is, okay, well, how do I get my kids to do this? Mm -hmm. And so is it your recommendation that it's about just immersing your kids in a healthy lifestyle and then by, you know, default, they will adopt it themselves or do you need to have direct conversations about it or both?
2: Yeah, I think it's both, you know, because by, by, by performing the behaviors yourself, so by practicing the behaviors yourself, the children will see that. Like, so for example, I have my goddaughter, bless her heart. So, you know, when I'm with her and, um, you know, I, I'm at her house and I sleep over, I usually exercise in the morning. So she'll wake me up and be like, hey, it's time to exercise. I'm like, girl, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really amazing, and now her little brother starts to join in too. And I'm like, guys, seriously, seriously, I'm I, I can I can I like get some shut eye first, but she'll like she'll start to remind me because she sees me like consistently exercise. She'll have her sneakers ready. I'm saying it's time to exercise right because children are like sponges right and especially if they, the younger they are and see you do that it's even better um, because they're like sponges and they just you know they, exor- they they absorb what they see. So it's number one you know practicing it for yourself so that they see that and emulate it and also you know structuring their lives in a way that they can get physical activity. So you can do that you know by doing play dates. Or, you know, going out on a family walk to walk the dog. Um, or, you know, if it's, uh, you know, a snowy day, like it is here in Nashville right now, um, you know, it could be like an interactive like video game They have all these like fun video games where you, you like, you know, you're moving the body. So you're, you're, you know, getting aerobic activity in. Uh, so that's another way. So there's various ways that you can make this. Um, just you know, a family-oriented activity, as well as do it for yourself. And when you're doing it for yourself, you're also teaching your children how to you know do it too. Yeah,
1: so good. I think the the long-term perspective I think is really good too, because I'm remembering there were times when um, you know, like my little ones would be crabby with me. Maybe I'm, I'm going to the gym, and so they have to go to like the little gym nursery. Or, you know, I'm bundling bundling them up to go in the stroller because I'm going to go on a walk or a jog or whatever. And they're like, I don't want to, you know, just whiny and whatever. And with little kids, I think we really, really have to think, okay, I am doing this for the long-term perspective because there may be several days, short-term reactions that are so frustrating. I want to go, forget it. Forget it. This is too upsetting for the kids. The kids hate the gym nursery. But if we stick with that long-term perspective, long-term perspective, kids are going to get to the point where they're like, ah, eh, whatever, you know, so I'm going to the gym nursery and five years, you know, one year, five months down the road, that's going to be their perspective. Like your, your godchildren. Mm-hmm. Okay. Time to exercise. <laughs> right. So good.
2: Yeah. let's start waking you up and <laughs> let you yeah. know when it's time to exercise. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, talk to our listeners a little bit about how they can work with you and get some personalized strategies.
2: Yeah. So um, the best way to find me is on my Instagram uh, channel. That's MedFit, M A. M-E-D-F-I-T-D-O. And there's a link on my bio. If you click that link, you'll see a um, 30-minute discovery call that you can um, have with me. And we can discuss, you know, possible strategies or ways that we can work together.
0: Okay. And then what do those sessions look like?
2: Yeah. So in those sessions, I'm um, trying to distill, like, what your, your motivations are, what your challenges are um, you know, what your expectations are, um, for working with a health and wellness coach, because with, um, contrary to what a physician does, a coach does not tell you what to do, right? The coach, um, really extracts all the good stuff about you, like your strengths and your values and your virtues and helps you, um, see them for yourself. Because, you know, like, as we spoke about, it's so easy for us to, stay in a negative mindset, but sometimes someone has to make us aware of it, um, you know, to really find that positive mindset for ourselves. So uh, that is what I'm doing, you know, in, in the discovery call. And um, if they if they want to further work with me, then I have one-on-one coaching that I do provide. Okay.
0: okay. What would you like to leave our listeners with?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm... Uh, so it's, you know, this, this pairs well with the wellness of vision, but it's identifying what your values are and living in alignment with it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so important to just like figure out who you are. It's really easy to think you should do something because someone's doing it or, um, you know, live according to what someone's expectations are, or as a mom, um, because, you know, your grandmother or, you know, mother did something you think you should do that too. But it's, you know, identifying for yourself what you value, and how you think, you know, a good mom would be for for yourself. Right? So um, you don't have to feel bad about, you know, not doing or doing what someone else did. You're perfectly content, because you're living in alignment with your values and you're doing what you want to do. And that's perfectly okay because it's what you want to do, not somebody else wants to do.
1: Oh, so good. Embracing who we are.
0: Abundance is all around me. I'm so inspired. I am too. So look, we are out of time um and need to wrap up, but we just want to thank our guest today, Dr. Jay, for sharing these insights, for encouraging us and our listeners um and really getting us fired up um to all be falcons, right? Yes, yeah. or, dolphins. <laughs> or dolphins. Yeah. Right. Or exactly. dolphins or gazelles or whatever. I love yes. it. That's our challenge to you all to, yeah. to pick your uh to pick your vision and the yeah, animal, maybe your, that represents your spirit that. animal.
2: Spirit <laughs> <He's that> animal.
0: <laughs> so, look if you'd like to uh, learn more about Dr. Jay's work, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube as Met Med fit d o m e d f i t d o um if you are interested in a one-on-one discovery call with dr j you can schedule that at calendly.com slash medfit d o and that link is also on her instagram page as she mentioned and we'll put all of those links in the show notes for you all So thank you so much for listening today. If you loved our show, we would be so excited if you would leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. You can watch us. So um, subscribe to our channel there and follow us on social media at The Brainy Moms. So look, until next time, we know that you're busy moms and we're busy moms. So we're out. See
2: ya. Bye.